Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast for new or existing managed service providers and your occasional whiskey connoisseur. My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cinetech Solutions. We are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of Greenlink Networks, which is a voice over IP channel only. Business started in 2004. Combined, we're about 30 employees. You know, the reason I wanted to do this podcast was because I wanted to take that pain away from some of the new guys. I realized that a lot of the MSPs that were starting up were struggling with some of the same things that I struggled when we started our business. Meeting Craig and Joe, we shared the same passion and a lot of the same issues. My name is Craig Hickman. I'm with ProBlue in Bloomington, Indiana. ProBlue is a managed service provider. We started in 2005. I started with three employees and now we've grown to 11. We're a small shop servicing a little over 200 customers. This is a great opportunity for me to talk to other peers and learn what they have done and what they have not done well and avoid all those caveats. This is a learning experience for us and also hopefully helping others along the way. My name is Joe Ucia. I'm the CEO for Infinite IT. We're located out of Toronto, Canada. We're an MSP. We're currently about a dozen employees. We were originally founded in 1999. I believe in this podcast because I wish somebody was there to help and teach me a lot of the mistakes that they made and share their mind share on how to overcome issues. I was lucky enough to meet Craig and Myron a few years ago. I hope that you got a lot out of this podcast. Now here's your hosts, Myron, Joe, and Craig. Hi, welcome back to the next episode of IT for Whiskey. My name is Joe Ucia. I'm here with two of my best buds in the whole world, Mayan Herrera and Craig Hickman. Happy New Year, boys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is our first episode of 2021. Could anyone say good riddance of 2020? Yeah, hopefully nothing new comes out this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When's the curtain go up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad 2020's gone. Yeah, I hope everyone had a good holiday season. Hope everyone enjoyed the, the time off. But hey, you know what? It's January. Time to start a new year. New book, new chapter, as they say. Is there time off for an MSP owner? That's a really good question. Well, I think we talk about that work-life balance thing often. It's always on. It depends if you, if you have your business set up correctly. Oh, yeah, obviously. It's a really good point. Yeah, just, just we just got to follow Craig's model. What's Craig's model? I don't want to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. It's too much work. I'm not doing that. No, no, no. Here's the motto. Joe comes up with a great idea. Sounds awesome. Love it. Craig goes, that sounds like work. <laughs> <laughs> and that about sums it up. There goes that idea. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Myron? Tell us. Let's talk about what's, the, what's coming in 2021. How are things going to pan out with a vaccine out, with... Things going to, uh, again, another new normal. How are business going to, how is the business, the economy, how is the industry going to adjust? And we've talked about this before in, you know, different aspects of it. But now being here, now having a vaccine, now seeing things starting to change as slow as it is. But things are, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. What do we think? Well, it's just predictions for 2021 is a really good point. I don't know. Uh, I guess the jury's still out in a lot of ways. Will life ever get back to 2019? My thought is I don't think we'll ever get back to 2019. I think everyone's scarred, even if, you know, the vaccine proves to be the solution to the problem. Uh, I don't know. I think people have just been conditioned to think a certain way now and 
Yeah, but technically we'd never go back, right? So when you were in 2019, you weren't saying, oh, I, you know, I wish I can go back to 2017. You know what I mean? Like we always have to look forward. As we look at 2021, personally, like with us, with Greenlink and Cinetech, we're, we're looking to continue to expand. We're, we're bringing in some new systems. On the Greenlink side, uh, we have a, another summit that we're putting together before the summer. Uh, so that should be pretty, pretty fun. On the Cinetech side, we're, we're very worried about cybersecurity with everything that's going on. Um, compliance is a big deal. So it's a, it's a fun-filled year, I think. Compliance of your compliance. Well, uh, no, actually, compliance, not only compliance of our, for ourselves, but compliance for our customers are asking for it. Some of the, the let's call it 100 million or above size customers are asking for IT compliances. And, and that's something that's starting to grow as a need. So, I, you know, for me, that's, that's, a, that's an area that, that I think we need to pay attention to. We actually closed uh, just before the holidays a very large compliance opportunity. And I'm building a whole department out uh, around this. Just hired a practice manager for compliance. We forged a partnership with a certification house, the whole nine yards. And our very first engagement that we closed was, by time said and done, it'll be close to half a million dollars. So it's a really lucrative opportunity. I got two other on the table right now that I'm working on. Now, these are multi-year engagements, three, four years in total tenure, but you know, it's all monthly billing, right? So we, the services rendered automatically get billed on a monthly basis. They know what the budget is over a certain amount of time, so they have to budget for it, et cetera. The very first customer that we close on this, believe it or not, one of our managed customers, yes, great relationship. The owners are really smart individuals, forward thinking and whatnot. But their customer is a company that just got acquired by Microsoft last year, and Microsoft is forcing all of their supply chain to do this. The company is small. They're 30 users. And they're pulling a budget together, upwards of a half a million dollars, to do this over four years because they don't have a choice. If they want to continue supporting, they have to do this. It goes to show you that it, I don't think it really affects based, the effect is based on company size, big or small. There's different versions of different certs. They all have different price tags associated with them based on their complexities. Is it ISO? Is it SSPA? Is it this SOC, et cetera, et cetera? But I think this is going to be a, my prediction is in 2021. Security was a big thing in 2020 and the end of 2019. I think 2021 is where we're going to start seeing MSPs really playing in the compliance space big time. It's the, it's the natural evolution, I think. A lot of our services go to the cloud and servers and things like that. This is the natural, I think, evolution that we start looking at more policies and compliances and things like that. Um, and we evolve as, a, as an industry. So I think this is something that if you're implementing it or you're at least looking at it, this, you're, you're at the cusp, at the front end of what's coming. So I think, I think it's a good thing to do. I predict eventually in time, if you aren't a certified MSP with compliance measures, that may become a selling point when you're approaching clients. And it's really late to the game. I wish that would have happened in 04 because anybody can say they're an MSP. I mean, there's something out there, but nobody really pays attention to it. But I think it, these days, 
insurance companies and some larger customers are requiring certain certifications, certain qualifications. And I think that's, that's really going to become more of a normal thing. So as an MSP, and if you want to grow as an MSP to be a, a let's call it best in class or, or, or anything like that, these are things that you're, you're looking at. I, I can say that there's a lot of players in the market that are emerging within the MSP space to help MSPs grow in this space. One of them, actually, I sat on uh, just before the holidays on a webinar with Kaseya, and they've got a pretty interesting platform that kind of is a stepping stone. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a full-blown solution per se, but it's great from a notification perspective. It's good for maintenance. It doesn't start the ball rolling though you you need that if you're going after customers that already have different certifications like like uh your SOC 2 or your isos etc cetera, etc cetera, it actually works really well to help maintain it and make sure you're maintaining compliance but it doesn't do the first step and that's where i think quite frankly it's a very expensive endeavor like some of these uh, some of these certifications will take you 500 to 1,000 hours to get of labor. They're big, big engagements. And that's why traditionally you've only seen companies like you know, KPMG, ENY, and, uh, of the sort doing it because of how large of a project it is and how much manpower is required. That being said, I think we're still in the early stages of the simplicity or commoditization of it. Of it. But I believe because of the pandemic, it's forced a lot of companies to take a serious look at this and to become compliant to different degrees. And all the hacking and all the hacking that's happened recently, you know. I have a, I have a friend, you know, her name is Maria. It's from uh, Praxis. You know, they're, they're a compliance shop. But, you know, the, the whole thing is that it's a beast of its own, you know. So meeting these compliances, it, I, I wouldn't take it on. And like you're, like you're doing, Joe, you're hiring and you're partnering with, with somebody, I think that's the way to go. You can't you can't take this on yourself because it, it's such a massive undertaking. I think compliance again, you know, not to beat a dead horse. I think it's going to be a big a big deal this year and moving forward. You know, cybersecurity will continue to be a big deal, and we should all step up whatever we've done, even if you've done a lot, do more. If you didn't jump on the cybersecurity bandwagon in 2020, that should be your first thing this year. You've got to do it. Because if you don't do it now, you are going to get left behind. You're going to get left in the dust. And your competitors are just going to chew your customers away. They're going to steal every single one. We stopped talking about managed services as a topic with our customers. We actually focus on cybersecurity and how we're going to help them and how we're going to protect them. That's literally the only thing that we talk about in how we're closing business. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's either you build it or you go out and partner with somebody because there's, there's plenty of bit companies out there. And for the smaller MSP that, let's say, sub 10, 10, 10 employees, it's, it's not feasible to build a, that business. So it, it makes sense to partner with a vendor. I was also told in 2016, if I didn't take all my clients to the cloud, that they'll all be gone by now. And yet we're still here and grown. So what happened with that? There are markets that you know, are still a lot farther behind. And you have to partner with the right company and bring in those, those resources in through that partnership. But the point I think Joe is trying to make is that we got to get into it. We have to dedicate some time to it because, Craig, 
Maybe that comment is not true that if you had not gone to the cloud, you'd be out of business, but you do have things in the cloud and you have moved customers. Oh yeah. But, but I was told I had to have all my clients in the cloud and they were threatening that to me four years ago. And I'm like, I didn't see it. I mean, I, I understood it, but I just, I just don't like it when I get threatened by the, how the market trend is going and saying, if you don't do this, it's all going to be gone. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not going to be gone. Don't feel stressed that you have to do it or you're going to be gone. You just need to focus on it and, and take it into account and actually, you know, work on it. Well, the reality is there's still there are still people supporting Nortel and Lucent phone systems out there and their customers are still buying phones. But that's it. It is a reality. And there are companies that are still out there supporting. There's always going to be that market. Don't get me wrong. The reality, though, is I'm, I'm saying from a cybersecurity standpoint, you will lose customers if you're not doing it. If you're not focused on focusing on it or engaging, even through a partnership, you don't have to do it yourself. Partner with someone and and have them do it for you to keep your company's your customers safe. Because the reality is this: either A, they're going to get poached by a competitor; B, they'll they'll get hacked and they may they may go away; or C, you'll be one of the lucky few that don't get touched and you just kind of coast on luck. I'm a I'm a lucky guy. I'm a lucky guy. <laughs> no, but listen, I, you know, I, where was your luck the other day when I needed to get the barrel of whiskey? It's it's coming. You just don't know yet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> there, there are people, right? There are MSPs out there that are in smaller markets, and this doesn't apply to them so much today. Keeping that in mind, you got to know your market, your customer base. If your customer is is a is a car wash, as an example. Maybe their their needs for cybersecurity may not be there. So it also depends on what kind of customer you have, right? How how much you have to focus into these areas. Analyze your your customer base, and based on that, I'd focus you know on what I'm going to tackle on next, whether it's you know compliance or any other areas, right? But I think what we're trying to say is that this has to be brought to the radar because it is something that's coming new and it's it's going to hit the industry really hard uh, pretty soon. Agreed. What other things do you think are going to happen this year? Craig, you, you've been pretty quiet today. What do you think is going to be a big thing in, in 2021? Joe's going to talk less. <laughs> what do you, what do you, what's the prediction on that, Myron? Is that a bad prediction? I think if we, if we went to Vegas and we went to the betting uh, area, we'd lose. Uh, I, pers- my personal opinion, I think it's too early to tell right now to say well, how the 2021 is going to spell out. I'm still waiting to see. I'm not one to look into the future too far, other than the fact that I think we have a pretty good history from 2020 of how it went. And even though we had the vaccine coming, we'll have to see how quickly it can be accepted into the population. And if, if doors start to open again, it'd be interesting to see. So let's, let's, let's go with some hypothetical. Assuming that things continue to roll out and by the summer... We're, we're back to a new normal, people traveling, you know, things like that. Do we expect that the economy is going to spike upwards? Do we feel that it's going to stay where it is today? Do you think businesses are going to open up their pockets and start saying, okay, you know, things are back to normal. We need, now it's time for expansion. It's time for new computers, new servers. I need more cloud services, yada, yada, yada. Or are we thinking that everybody's going to go back and say, you know what? That's great. We got the vaccine. Let's hold this. Let's hold it as it is for right now. Let's not spend too much on uh, new equipment. Let's not spend too much on anything else. What, what's, what's your guys' thought? I'm typically, I'm typically pretty optimistic when it comes to these types of things. 
but I'm going to be a little pessimistic this this coming year and just I'm going to play it cautiously. But obviously, any opportunity that presents itself, I'm going to jump on it. But as to the current clientele that I have, will their spending go up? I still think I'm going to see acquisitions going on. I'm going to see companies that started uh, the selling process last year fall through this year. And that'll change the scope for me in some in some arenas. But uh, as in for new clients that are coming on board, I, we had a slew that came on board this year. Will that happen in 2021? I think a lot of people might do the wait and see. They might want to see how things go before they make a, a an advancement, unless unless they have to. They have they're forced to do it. Being having been around in the market and seeing it go up and down since to what 1997, I see it go up and down. And this we've had a very good upward trend for four years, even during COVID. And now, do we think we're going to see it to continue to go up in 2021? Maybe, maybe it'll hit the top there and start to come down until 2024. Well, I don't think we're going to see a complete norm until 2022, 2023. The truth is it's really hard to say. Uh, I think the first thing that will be a key indicator uh, is going to be how how effective the vaccine is, if it's as good as they're claiming it will be. If it is, I could see the economy stabilizing a little bit. Businesses will be allowed to, you know, starting to reopen and whatnot. There's a lot of lockdowns, and I know that it has affected a lot of small businesses, especially. You know, the big box stores, I think they had a big upswing, but I also know of a lot of small business owners that are now working at big box stores because they had to shut their businesses down. Thankfully, we were one of the ones that it didn't affect in a bad way. It was a, it affected us positively. So do I con- think it's going to continue in this trajectory? I hope so. I'd love it to, but I think it's going to tamper a little bit. And once we know how effective this vaccine is or one of the vaccines are and we we have our clear winner and you know we get this pandemic under control i think it's going to be status quo for a bit but getting to that point is going to be the unpredictable uh thing that i I can't even fathom if it goes well it goes well if it doesn't it doesn't beyond that as you said into 2022 to 2024 i do agree with you i think it's going to dip a bit we're going to have some restructuring. There's going to be, we're going to have, I think one of the biggest things that will happen is a lot of people are going to go back to improve their skills and and find new jobs, especially those that lost them during the pandemic. But long-term, I think we'll be a stronger economy overall. I, I, I think it'll be okay long-term, short-term. It's going to be a bumpy ride. No question. Yeah, it really depends on the, the where you are geographically. It depends on, again, who your customer base is and things like that. I think that's going to de- depend a lot. But I, I believe I'm optimistic that this, this 2021 is going to be in, in a upward trajectory versus 2020. Because 2020, the goal was not to dip, right? Or not to dip too far not to go too much into the negative. Um, and, and those that were able to coast through were successful. Uh, yeah, there were the, the unicorns that continue to grow, you know, and I'm talking about our space, not, you know, not like the Amazons of the world that grew by a hundred billion, whatever gazillion dollars. I, I'm talking about our space. If, if we were able to maintain status quo or even grow 10, 20%, it was a fantastic year. As we go into 2021, and, and the things that we're doing this year, I think that we should be pushing as an MSP, as a technology space, we should be pushing that growth, whether it's in the on the VoIP side, like Greenlink, you know, there's massive amount of businesses out there that still have 
like you said, the Nortel, old Nortel systems and, and whatnot. It's time to, to move them to the cloud. So I think if you look at that and you look at some customers are still on the old Windows 7 machines and the old Windows servers, you know, it, there's, there's an opportunity. You know, last, last year we had the pandemic and we were, you know, it was okay to kind of let that slide. This year we have to push forward because the cyber attacks are going to continue to happen. So if the infrastructure is not in a good place, you know, our customers are going to, are going to, struggle. So I think that because of that, we're going to see an uptick and business is going to be, you know, really good uh, this coming year, regardless of what's going on, because vaccines are being handed left and right as of today. You know, I mean, you know, all, all this time. So it, it's getting better by the day from that standpoint, unless, you know, we all turn into zombies by, you know, February. <laughs> 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 There's a few of those memes going around that I think are hilarious, but don't 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 believe that. I I don't believe that, but but it is funny. Any big things you guys are doing this year personally or for the, you know, personally through the business or whatever, you know? Taking a vacation. Yes. <laughs> I need a vacation. I'm I'm actually changing some things how I go about purchasing and acquiring some of the material for the company. I'm going to alter how I do that. Um, after looking at some of the M&As this year of how people are doing their uh, their budgets, I'm definitely changing how we go about doing things. Because in the event that we ever decide to sell, I want the books to be 100% clean. I don't want anything lingering that spells like, where where's this funding going? We were looking at one company and he was pumping 100 grand through a fictitious racetrack. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And of course, this year... Pro Blue's opening an office in another city, and uh, we're building a new building. I can't wait to tour that. 2020 was a good year. I heard I get an office. Oh, the new building? Yeah. Now, another city. That's not a second office, though, is it? Second office. Really? Second office. Wow, that's great. Congratulations. It opens up an entire, it opens up a corridor for us. It's good stuff. So I think there's a lot of that happening across the board, like, you know, um, and you, you touched a little bit on M&A. I mean, I think M&A is, uh, in 2020, it was uh, a big year. There was a lot of companies uh, that were acquiring. I, I think that you're going to see a lot more of that this year. And, and that benefited us. The companies that did get gobbled up in our region, we ended up winning a lot of their customers because the new company came in and made too big of changes. They made huge changes and the customers didn't like it. And we came in and won new clients. So I, I think that in our industry, in the MSP industry, there's going to continue to be a lot of M&A. Last year was a pretty busy M&A year. But I think that in 2021, that's going to continue. I think there's a big group of MSP owners that are hitting their their retirement age and they're looking to you know cash out and i think that's going to drive mna to be a, a big piece of what happens in 2021 um the, the one thing i i personally from personal experience is that a lot of a lot of times uh because their books are not in place like you say craig uh if their, their books are not set up correctly they're not valued as high as a lot of people think that's the scary part so if you are seriously considering to retire or sell your business in the next year or so. Call me. He'll pay you with that plastic money. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I would focus on getting those those books in order because at the end of the day, that's how your valuation uh, comes back. And you know, the, the times when you get ten times valuation for for a small business, it, it if for a small MSP, it just doesn't exist anymore. So you know, keep that in mind. And that might be a great episode, and we might be able to bring some people in to talk about that because I know that. Um, and Ivan, you're listening, uh, and I I know that that's that's an area that a lot of MSPs go through and they struggle with when is the right time to sell? Not necessarily for us, but you know, for, for others. So I think that's a good topic. But if you are looking to sell, like like Joe said, please call me. I can help through that process <laughs> or even maybe uh, pick it up. So we're, we're always looking for that. Well, put it this way. If you're in Canada, call Joe. If you're in the States... Oh yeah, I guess you could call Craig and, and have a drink with me. <laughs> Craig, Craig doesn't want the work. He'll send it my way anyway. <laughs> hey, Maya, what do you think of this? He's like, okay, Craig, I'll take care of it. Okay, cool. I like that a lot. Oh man. Well, what else do you? What else? What other predictions do you have there, uh, Myron? Well, why do I have to have all the predictions? I, because you've been good at this so far. <laughs> I, I gotta say, you're you're very insightful. I'm listening and learning. I don't know, man. I I just. I think whiskey is still going to be hard to get. I think we're going to have we're going to struggle to get a barrel of whiskey. Uh, <laughs> that really did suck. Hey, Craig, how many barrels did they have at, on that thing? Uh, it's hard to predict. I'm thinking there was maybe upwards, maybe 200. And and there was eight over 8,000 people in line. Well, we don't know how many people were attempting to buy. I was just in the queue for 8,000. There could have it could there could have been a higher number. I was on the queue. I was I was I was I was in the 8,000 range, too. But it, it, just so everybody knows, we. Well, what if they started in the five thousand range just to make the hype? It doesn't matter because if you're not in the lower two hundred, you're not getting anything. So we we were on this queue to try to see if we can buy a barrel. Uh, we've talked about it for years, um, but unfortunately, we didn't make the cut. We'll keep trying. We keep trying. So nobody nobody gets any whiskey this year. Maybe maybe gone. maybe with the pandemic gone, we can potentially go to Kentucky and you know just go grab one. Here's a, here's a prediction. I think that the second half of the year, we're going to start seeing a lot more um, going back to the normal of going to events. I think it's going to happen. And I think once it happens, people are going to flock to it because people are tired of being home and they're going to want to go. Well, I can tell you that the channel company is doing exchange in March and it's confirmed and we, we had a board meeting last week and it's all a go. So um, they're already talking about even if the vaccine is effective, you know, what are we going to do for preventative me- measures, et cetera, et cetera. And it's going to be in Florida, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm, I'm kind of I'm hoping the border relaxes so I can go because if it does relax, I am going to go. Yeah, I think that that one is going to be touch and go. That's going to be a, a very iffy situation for March. But I think beyond that, I think it's uh, it's a pretty easy bet. Um, I, I think from a vendor standpoint, if I look at it from a vendor standpoint, also the hybrid model is, is not um, all that great. The in-person is really where it's at. Um, for Greenlink, I can say that, you know, we, we love to actually have that one-on-one in-person interaction uh, with our partners or potential partners so that to me i think is is a a big driver in the hybrid environment you just don't get that so you know i think if we look at 2021 and you look at everybody getting a vaccine and everybody getting back to normal i think that's really gonna drive it so second half of 2021 let's do some nice events let's go out let's go some cool places vegas baby i'm dying to go to vegas 
Well, as soon as the three of us have a vaccine on, I think we can go to Vegas. Absolutely. I'm game. I'm there. Maybe we do the IT for Whiskey conference. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That actually isn't that bad of an idea. Let's not joke about that because that might be a reality in the future. How about everybody that's listening, email us and tell us if they would be cool with an IT for Whiskey conference where we talk about not about the technology piece, but talk about the running of the business, getting some insight from experts and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe we'll have some whiskey tastings and, you know, things like that. Let us know. Just send us an email. Uh, that, that would be pretty neat, actually. Imagine if, uh, you know, there was, it doesn't even have to be a very big event. Uh, it could be like 30, 50 people. And we all bring in expert speakers and we all talk and share. And it's, it's a business conference. It's not a technology conference. No, I would say 50 is a little, is a little, I'd say 200, 250 people. I think, uh, I think it's, it's a very doable, doable conference. I mean, we have the listening, we have the listeners. We get 200 people in there. We, 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 I know we'll get vendors to sponsor some stuff. So I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's possible. Well, let us know, social at itforwhiskey.com if you uh, are interested uh, or hit us up on any of the social media uh, sites and give us your feedback. We we reply to everything. So anytime somebody does email us, whenever you guys are emailing us with suggestions, you'll you'll get a personal reply from us. So actually, I got a really good question. This, the, the show name is IT for Whiskey. We haven't talked about whiskey. Craig, what are you drinking today? Uh, I'm too far gone to talk about it. Oh, wow. <laughs> No, actually, I'm drinking uh, a Midwinter Night's Drum. It's from High West Distillery. They're also the ones that make the Yippie Kaye that I like. And this one is a uh, it's a blend of straight rye whiskey. Some of their best ones, I think. But it's finished at an oak port barrel. And uh, I have to admit, you know I'm not a big rye guy. This one's actually very good. I highly recommend one. this one. It's uh, This one is the Act 8 Scene 4. It's about $89 if you can find it. Uh, it's probably cheaper somewhere else, but it comes out of Park City, Utah. And uh, I like this one. So yum, yum in my tum. I'm drinking an old favorite. I cracked open a bottle uh, for our virtual holiday party in December, and I'm having a few drinks of it. And it's the 1792 Bottle and Bond. I pulled it out of my collection and um, opening up the year with it. So... You know, that's that's one of those whiskeys that it doesn't really matter. It's it's good regardless. I mean, if you find that, you just need to buy them. But it's definitely an excellent whiskey. I'm trying something new. I'm trying something called Nika Whiskey from the Barrel. It is a little bit hot for my liking. It's 51.4%. It is a blend, but it's a blend of whiskey from Japan, actually. It's a Japanese whiskey. So one of my predictions for 2021 is going to be my uh, broadening of uh, taste buds. And I really want to start diving into some more Japanese whiskeys because they've got some pretty good products that come out of Japan. Yeah, we, we, we're due for an episode on that. I think we should do that. I think we should. I've got about, got about half a dozen bottles here of Japanese whiskey I'd love to talk about. And we should talk about Mexican whiskey called tequila. <laughs> I, I do have a new tequila here and i think i grabbed you a bottle of myron i think we can do we could do an episode just on tequila that would be uh it'll be an it for whiskey special edition tequila hey and you guys can do it in, in uh, spanish the entire time and i'll go like this see si. <laughs> <laughs> si, senor <laughs> that's the other thing you know how to say and then craig will say oh Ultra cerveza, por favor. 
All right. Well, I think we're done with our time. Um, this was. I hope this was good for other people. I. Um, I mean, I, I got some insight from from Joe and Craig on some ideas, on some things I want to change. We'll always be working and always looking to expand. I just me. I just. I'm a little cautious these days when it comes to it. That's that's just my thing. I just make sure that we're making good decisions. Good decisions. And then I just buy whatever stock, you know, Myron tells me to buy. <laughs> or Joe. Joe's been good lately. I don't know what you're talking about. Those Canadian stocks are awesome. Uh, I play the U.S. market. It's a lot more options. Allegedly, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> All right. Kevin, take it away. That's all for this episode of IT for Whiskey, a podcast by MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like, and subscribe at it4whiskey.com. No, please don't take your shirt off, Joe. We're still recording. Si, senor.